But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, Ole, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! Slim it time, time! It's episode 59. 59. Um, nice. That's, yeah. the, that's the sex number. <laughs> <laughs> it's the almost sex number. What if I just went, that's it, that I just. Confuse everybody. That's the that's the number I pick. About fifty nine. Nice. Everybody's like, what? <laughs> the fifty nine is actually far more advanced. You you get the same amount of action, but with less involvement with fifty nine. Yeah, like I, I kind of coil up like a snake in the five shape of a five, and just don't you don't have to picture it. Just actually, let's move on from this. <laughs> you can make the shape of a five if you're agile. All right. It's, Not the best start, but let's. Uh, but okay. I think we have our epi- we have our episode title uh, very early, so that's good. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. Nice. Um, I'm James. He is Patrick. How you been? I am terrible. It's been awful. Just good. not do not doing too well. <laughs> I'm, I'm living under a I'm living under a bridge. Oh damn! I know things got rough. They got they got rough quick. That's what happens when there's mediocre, mediocre to bad baseball. Yeah. No, it, it impacts, ruins your everything. It impacts everything. Yeah, you lose your house. You lose. Yeah, you lose everything. You bleed into your career and your your work ethic. You decide not to do any work and you get fired and you're broke and you're living under a bridge. That's what happens. And that's what the Astros have done for the. You last know what also doesn't happen is me eating hot sauce under the bridge because I can't afford it. That's a good segue. Tell me about this hot sauce that you wish you could eat while you were under the bridge. Yeah. Like, when I'm under that bridge, I'm like, you know, if there's one thing out in this Texas heat that I do want, <laughs> it is hot sauce. <laughs> and specifically, more specifically, it, it is bravado spice. Yeah. They are really good. And, like, I would I would go on a, go out on a limb and say that they are the number one hot sauce of bridge people and trolls. I guess trolls live under bridges as well, so that's kind of synonymous with bridges. Yeah. Um, it's the best hot sauce in this city. This state, and I'm gonna just say the country. Yep. So, so I would I would suggest getting some. I think they're in every store that's ever existed now, yeah. or exists. So now you have no excuses. You can't be like, hey, I can't find it. Of course you can't find it, idiot, because you don't know what you're doing. If it's, you just go to the hot sauce aisle, it's usually like seven. <laughs> it is. I'm just gonna throw out a random number. It's like it's on aisle 59. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna beat that with. Beat that one down. Uh, yeah, just get the stupid hot sauce. Go to bravadospice.com. Go follow them on social media. They're very engaging and active. So if you actually talk to them, they'll talk to you back, which is nice. Yeah, that's cool. From a uh, a very large brand that that owes certain baseball podcasts a lot of money. Sacks, sacks. Um, yeah, they have time to talk to all of their customers, and they don't have time to give us sacks of money. And they will they will pay for this, but for now I would like you guys to just pay for their hot sauce, and we'll figure out our uh, you know our, our comeuppance and uh, our revenge at, at another time. Yeah, just but yeah, bravado spice, get it. Spend spend a ton of of your money so that they can just give your money to us in a sack. 
actually that's not a bad plan. If yeah, if they can just Bravado, if you could just Venmo me their money that they're giving you, <laughs> and, and I, I don't know, just we'll, we'll figure something out. So Bravado Spies, check them out. If if you listen to this podcast and you haven't tried, I'm going to uh, I'm going to create an email list and then I'm just going to start bothering everybody every week, every day. <laughs> it's like a newsletter, but it but it sort of needles. Just, it's like, hey guys, like that's what I'm doing. Uh, even though I don't have any of your emails and I probably can't get them, I'm still going to do it. All right. Bravado Spice. Bravado Spice. Spice, 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 Spice. Brought to you by 59. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk. So what's going, on, what's going on besides what's happening? It's a bunch of losing is what's happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've noticed that. So uh, Not the biggest fan of that. I've it's it is now the middle of August, and the Astros have lost more games in this calendar month than they lost in the entire calendar month of July, okay. and, I be, and I believe June. Like I don't think they. I think they've had one. Uh, was it, it? It had to have been May or June. I think it was May or June that they lost eleven games. And a better produced podcast would would tell you exactly what month that was. But but I, I think that that we're we're within the realm of possibility that the Astros August will be the worst month of the season to date. I think that's likely just because of how, of how bad, uh, how bad they've been to what do you attribute this slump? Cause it's been a slump. I mean, like, I mean, it, it is a slump. It's a slump. So, so what's it's definitely a slump in your, it, in the opinion of Patrick, what is to blame? Um, I think it's a, it's a, perfect storm of a bunch of various factors kind of falling into place perfectly to uh to cause bad baseball they uh number one they were due for this a team was a team that played that great was gonna regress back towards the mean at some point mm-hmm. um and that's with the the full lineup everybody you know it was just gonna happen they were not gonna score for a week and did I know they'd get swept by the White Sox? No, I did not. <laughs> I, was but, not uh, I was not prepared for that. Yeah, and then we don't have a team. There's no continuity. We have we're just throwing random people out there. We've got just the injuries, and I know we've gotten a few players back, but they're not quite in stride yet. And I don't know, it was just a bunch of different stuff. I think Keuchel was two of his maybe maybe even three of his first starts from the injury were they were essentially rehab starts. Just working on pitch count and location and stuff, and he looked pretty good. His last start, yeah, last time out uh, against the Rangers and a team that he's sort of historically struggled against. He came out on Sunday and and fired a good one, so that was nice to not get swept by the goddamn Rangers. But yeah, uh, and honestly, all we need to do is not get swept and hold on and just. I mean, not really. We're gonna we're gonna pick it back up. I still think we're we're at we're at the tail end of cruise mode. Yeah, I, I fully believe that they are that nobody on that team is worried, and they're just kind of they're just kind of trying to make it to uh, the end of this month or even just September, and then uh, that's when it that's when it all is turned up and everything's tightened up. I'm I'm going to stick with that. I'm I'm still not worried. I don't know if it's because they were that good that I've seen what they can do that this just this is just baseball. But I'm still I'm not I don't like it. I hate that they're losing, but I don't think they're a different baseball team all of a sudden and nobody else should either so 
I'm going to ask you about Keichel in a second, but do you feel like the, 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 I mean, at one point, what was the biggest lead? 17, 18 games? Something, something like that. Like I want, yeah. I want the Astros to win the division by 20 games. Like the, I, I even like, there was a point when the Astros were really good and I, I told my wife, I was like, damn, the, the Mariners won. And she's like, okay. I was like, no, I want to win the division by 20 games. And now it's it's twelve. It's eleven and a half. It's still so much it's with how a, bad they've played. That that's that kind of puts into perspective what they did for the first few months of the season and how dominant they were. Yeah, and, and how big of a lead that was. Like they, uh, do you, you know? Unless you know, somebody had a winning streak, they won exactly on all the days that that they lost. I, I don't know. It, it's impossible. It's not impossible, but. I mean, it's un- it, you know. we're only talking. We're talking like we're talking a five game difference when they've been losing the majority of their games for a long time now. Yeah, no, it's been a it's been a rough stretch. Let me let me look. Um, but now the but the but the uh, you know the best record has has definitely accelerated back. Yeah, Boston Boston's now been our bad division. Boston's now five. I think it's five games back, which is still a lot of games. That's, a that's lot. still a lot of games. I know it's not a thing; it's not inter- insurmountable or anything. But that's not. It was ten and a half like a couple weeks ago, though. It was um, as of right now, and I guess Boston, Boston's probably playing right now. Um, but it's uh, it's a five and a half game lead over the Red Sox for home field advantage throughout the AL uh, AL playoffs. Uh, it's a 12-game lead now over the Angels. The Angels have won six straight, and the Astros are three. Yeah, and seven. And see, and, and, yeah, they've won six straight exactly, and, and it's still 12. It's still 12. The Red Sox games. are up 10 to four on St. Louis. They're going to win. Okay. Okay. The who who is the, Just, the Red Sox? Yeah, yeah, they're playing St. Louis, and right. they're up 10 to four in the eighth. So they will probably win that game. But hey, we won. So, hey, so that's still that's still five games. Um, so. So it still it still looks really it still looks good. I mean the 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 thing that it's it's honestly something that I'm encouraged by because I wonder like how much of sort of and I'll ask about injuries here in a minute, but how much did the Astros need to sort of feel any kind of pressure whatsoever? Because I mean it was laughable. 8 17 18 games on the division, 10 games on the next best team in the American League. Do you think that the tightening of of those races, and I'm not even going to put the Angels in a race with the Astros, but with the Red Sox, they're not. They're not. They're not. Um, but do you think that 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 sort of brings a little bit more meaning to where they can sort of focus on? Okay, we've got four games against the Red Sox to close to close the season. Yeah, that's looking pretty big. Maybe you know, if we can make that, if we can keep a five or six game difference between the two, worst case scenario, you know, get swept. I guess that would be in Boston. Um, if if what yeah, if yeah. for whatever reason the Red Sox sweep the Astros in at the end of the season, then then no matter what, if you keep it five six games, you're you're still in good shape. You know, you don't want to go into the playoffs with a four-game losing streak or whatever the case may be. But do you think that the tightening of a race not against another playoff team? No. Yeah, exactly. Do you think that the that that any kind of tightening is good because it brings a little bit more focus to a team that's just kind of trying, just kind of trying to get through? I think it absolutely could. I think they're going to 
to tighten up and and do that anyway. Um, I think the only thing that, the thing that would scare me or stress me out or even stress the team out themselves is if we have we get everybody back and they're like, okay, we're going to play, and then we're still just not not playing well, not pitching well, not hitting, not doing anything, and it's like, okay, we got everybody back now. There's no excuses. Yeah. Are we, you know you kind of freak out? Are we? Did we lose the juice? Yeah. But um, I I I think that they're as soon as they get everybody back, and I would say probably. You know, September, you start, you know, putting it together, tightening up the bullpen, giving giving people set roles, kind of setting everything up for for the playoff run. Yeah. Um, you know. Okay. So so just to kind of put things in perspective, the Astros are seventy three and forty six now. All right, that's uh-huh. one hundred and nineteen games. That means there's forty three games left for the Astros, and at the moment, the Angels are sixty one and fifty eight. That's twelve games back. So Which is very good for the for them, if we're being honest. No, that's true. They have they. I mean, I, at some point, at that's one point, part. that's a, that's overachieving. At one point, like every single person they counted on in the rotation was out. They lost Trout for six weeks, and Trout got hurt. There's still there's still three games above five hundred, and they probably pay, play. Yeah, but like, they're also in our division too. Right, and they probably play at midnight because you know time zones. Um, but but let's say okay so the Astros right. have 43 games left. Let's say that they go 22 and 21. Okay? So 22 wins would give the Astros 95 wins. And I think that a month ago if you said the Astros would end up with 95 wins, you would be like what the hell happened? It seemed impossible. Yeah, and that's still a solid year, but I, I and I think they win more than that. I still think that they'll they're not going to play average baseball for the rest of the season. But yeah, I'd agree with that, but let's say That's let's right. say that they're just an average team and they win ninety five games. That means that the Angels, not counting tonight's result, uh, ninety five, they'd need to go thirty six. Win thirty four of, of the last games. Thirty six, yeah. Thirty six and let's see, ninety six and see. they need to go thirty six and eight. Yeah, the, not doing that. The it's Angels not are not going to go thirty six and eight. So it's not. I'm actually surprised that Seattle's eight games. Oh no, they're they're two games under 500. They've kind of come. The lead, the division isn't as bad as it used to be. We don't have a bunch of winning teams, but we're 15 games up on Texas, and they're only three games below 500. Yeah, that's true. They're a bad no. baseball team. Other I'm, than, I'm just surprised. I felt like it's worse than than record wise than it is. No, that's true. The 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 A's are predictably out of it because. You know, Sonny Gray was the savior of any team he joined, apparently. Um, right. But, but yeah, no. The, the, and, and at least doesn't have any, Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. The Yeah, no, you're exactly right. The, the NL East, it's the Nationals, and then everybody else is under 500. Um, Garbage. The, but, I mean, even the – there's – the AL Central's not that great. They're all kind of right around the same place besides the uh, Indians, and then you got two teams that are – yeah, I don't know. So, you I know, guess it's pretty bad. The AL West, the AL West is not great, but it's not as like historically not even close. Bad. It's not as historically bad as as we were led to believe a month ago. And I guess everybody is kind of, aside from us, is even. So they're just kind of beating up on each other when they're playing within a division, and then kind of just meddling out in the league. Whatever. Okay. But I mean, we're fine. It's fine. And also, I don't, li- I don't like any of this though. Let's say the Astros go twenty. Let's say they finish with ninety-five games. The Red Sox would need to go uh, twenty-nine and fifteen, not counting whatever happens tonight. 
uh, in Which order. Which is difficult. What, 29 and 15. And, and they play, you know, the, the September brings a lot of division matchups. And the AL East is not great, but at least every team, every team is within four games of 500. And Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's not going to be fun. So, I mean, as much as we, we got... We get to eat in our division. Exactly. We, as Astros fans, enjoyed a ridiculous pace of wins over the first what, 100 games, 95 games, mm-hmm. and then, yep. and, and I don't think it's the recent injuries that have caught up to the Astros, I think it's the injuries from early June, the middle of June, when, that, that are now, it's like what we, you and I made this point, what, six weeks ago, that, that the injuries to the starting rotation wouldn't affect them immediately, it would be August, early September, when the bullpen kind of wears down a little. When everybody just yeah, everybody shuts down. Yeah, and I know that that we said like, look, the Hinch is managing the bullpen fairly well because Giles isn't overworked, Davinsky isn't overworked, Gregerson is not overworked, but it's still asking a lot. Neither of them are. They still aren't. No, they're they're he's he has been extremely good with protecting the guys that he will need in October. And that's what, and that's kind of what we've been saying this whole time. Is like these guys. Yes, it's not ideal to see us giving up all these runs late, and but this this isn't our bullpen. We're, they're not our, our basically our bullpen's not pitching every, even close to every night. Right. How do you? We, and we found Joe Musk, Joe Musgrove, the super arm that could be a, an X factor. He's been as much as we took. He looks a, sharp, man. He looks so sharp. As much as everyone's taken a dump on Joe Musgrove, and he did not have a a, dec- a good stretch as a starter. But he's sort of, and he, no. he said that even it, it took him a few times coming out of the bullpen to realize that he doesn't have to save something for the fifth inning. He's only in for one or two. You just let it go and be as nasty as you can. And you can light it up, yeah, and that's that's got to be fun. Martes, apparently, yeah. I didn't no, know. No, he looks. Musgrove looks great. Martes hit 100 today. I don't know. I was meeting my daughter's kindergarten teacher, which left me. 99.5. Sobbing, sobbing mess. Uh, I mean, it's it's these it, those are the guys that that are your X factor. Yeah, no, for sure. I and mean, we've we've been asking for A plus arms for a long time. We just, we just want a guy that throws hard. Gregerson scares us. <laughs> yeah, no, he totally. But does. to have all these guys in here that that can just and for the playoffs too to come in, you got you have one inning to uh, hit against a guy that hitting hundred and has crazy movement on pitches. That's that's not the easiest thing to do, you know. That if you bring in, if you have a bunch of plus arms, and then you have your your Gregersons and your Giles and your Davinskys, I mean, good luck. <clears throat> that's if the starters come out early and they don't pitch great. So I mean, that's that gives them, you know, some versatility. Yeah, and I like it. We talked about you know what what's the psychological effect for an opposing hitter. You know, you go from Keuchel, who a, a pit, who hitters probably think like I should be able to hit this guy because he throws. I hate I hated pitchers like that. Yeah, you're like oh I can I know I can hit this guy, but I just it's just ah. <laughs> <laughs> he throws ninety ninety one ninety two. Why why can't I hit this guy? You and Keuchel, let's say Keuchel makes it through five six. You know, he's, his pitches are his. Excuse me. Pitch count is running up, and then all of a sudden, like here comes Martes, who throws ninety nine to hundred. Like the to the psychological difference of of going from Keuchel to Martes, and all of a sudden you that's see that's a whole a, different thing. Yeah, you see a seven, eight, nine mile an hour jump in sixty feet. That's a big deal. 
and crazy movement on pitches. It's not discount that either. Again, I didn't see a minute of today's Yeah, game. no, it is. And then you... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, yeah, good luck with that. The, he, we only need... Uh, if, if, if Keiko goes six, or, you know, five plus, then we're just talking a, a couple innings before you, you throw it to the, the back end, you know, Giles and Gregerson, all Davinsky, all that. And, I mean... Okay, and and Peacock. I mean, if 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 McCullers ever comes back, let's. He, well, he's pitched good enough. He might be a playoff starter. McCullers. No, Peacock. Oh no, he he totally could. But let, let's say. McC- uh, well, I, I would I would have assumed. Okay, well, Peacock's been great, but he would go back to kind of a if starter comes out. You know, you got to be quick with the hook in the playoffs. Yep. You, it can't be the hinch. You know. If done. I thought Peacock would be kind of you know a bridge guy just in case, but he's pitched. He's been our best pitcher he's been, overall since the injuries. I mean, there's no doubt about that. No, I mean it was it was sort of between him and like Fires held it down for a while, and now Fires is for back. a while. He's been he's back to Mike being Mike Fires, but 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 I mean let let's say that that McCullers de- and I'll ask you about McCullers in a second, but let's say that your that your starting rotation is, in the playoffs is Keuchel, McCullers, McHugh. And and in a and, and in that point, you know the way the playoff schedule is, like you could have Charlie Morton ready in game one to go two or three innings, and and or you could I, have, I think that's yeah or you could have Musgrove go two or three innings or you could have Martes go two or three innings or you could have Peacock go like there is they the way that they've set it up and and I'm maybe it's intentional maybe it's not but it's almost like it's a piggyback where. You know, you you want your starters to get through the order once or twice, but if if you're worried about that third time, then there are three legit bullpen arms that can give you multiple innings to get through the next two to get to Giles, Gregerson, Harris, whoever. Who is Harris like in Area Fifty One being researched on? What is he? What's his deal? <laughs> he threw a bullpen. He'll go on uh, a multi. Oh, I just I guess I didn't see that. Like I, I'm just like well, he just has not been around. No, there's no updates. Like nobody knows where he is. It's like is he in witness protection? Like what <laughs> is the deal? No, it's McCullers that's ghosting on everybody. Like Harris is. They've said no, that's because like, no. he's not really hurt. He's just working on. That's why there's no updates because he's not actually hurt. <laughs> You think so? Like, what's the? Like, he was put, just off. Put a percentage. I, I, I honestly, now he may have had some discomfort. I don't think. I think it was. It's, it was Hinch doing his, using the ten day thing. No, I don't think he was hurt. I think he was just off. The confidence was shook. I need to come out and you know work on some mechanics and work some stuff out and throw and kind of reset and rest up a little bit. He might have had a, a little pain or something, but I don't think. No, think, uh, I don't know. I don't think re in the back. There's just nothing on McCullers. Like, there is no word coming on McCullers, which makes me think you're absolutely right. Uh, they've been doing it, and they've come out later and said, like, ah, uh, he wasn't, yeah, we took him out and gave him a few days off. It wasn't, it was just a little sore, but, went, you know, and just said, oh, I didn't want to take a chance. So, yeah, they're completely doing that. He could have And they'd come, be fools not to he with, could, with that big of a lead. Yeah, he could have come off the DL like a, like a week ago, I think, but they're not doing it. No, it, um, it'll it'll all happen. It'll all come together, and everybody will be like, "Oh, everybody's back! How convenient!" And then and that'll be for the the stretch. Because if they just play good base, if they can just hang on this month and turn it on in September and play just just good baseball, 
it, they put it away and it's over with. Yeah. Hmm. So let me ask. And they're you, close to doing that. They're they're just like, they're another win streak away from just putting it away. Yeah, that's true. Especially as they get into division. No, it's kind play. of already away. Yeah, exactly. So that they can just they can that door is pretty much closed on that. Yeah, they can really you know set their spot you know clinch for the most part and then really figure out what their approach is going into October. So of the injuries, I've got one in mind, but of the injuries, what is the most concerning to you? Who who is the player that you're like, crap, that dude might not be okay? Who 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 leads, who leads this Carlos? Fight? You think it's Correa? Well, yeah, well, it just depends if now I've I've heard some things where he, he wasn't even that hurt, and it's the kind of the same thing that he's that's why he's back faster and that it wasn't a torn ligament or whatever the, the way he said it was. Well, you've got wait, so are you on some like moon landing conspiracy Astros website that that's saying like the the ligament wasn't like? Well, let's, first of all, they'll never fucking bring the moon up on the show again <laughs> unless we're t- unless we're trashing it. So let's let's start there. Don't you dare reference the moon landing, that piece of shit up there, when we're talking about the god Carlos Correa. He hates the moon, just like me, and we don't want to bring that up. So don't do that again. Um, yeah, I, I think that they've... I'm not saying that every inj- it's all fake. It's definitely not, but I think that they've milked it, and they've used that 10-day very, very strategically. But he had surgery. Or so uh, we maybe, or so we think. Did you talk to the doctor? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, I'm pretty sure he did. No, he was. He's hurt, but I've heard he, it isn't as bad as was was expected or what they thought it was. Well, that's because he can. I don't know. He can regenerate. I mean, that's the only. Option. Yeah, he can. He de- absolutely can. But yeah, that's the one. He's kind of the X factor. I mean, obviously he's the X factor. He's Carlos Correa. Yeah, but he kind of the way that lineup. When it when it's at its peak, everybody's protecting somebody else in the lineup. Yep, and he kind of keeps it. He keeps it going. So Springer's getting pitches to protect from Altu, or you know, and then just kind of trickle down. Nobody is safe, and he just kind of pushes that back one more person to where well, the lineup's ridiculous, and he's, you know, having a was having an MVP esque season. So yeah, I just need I need my stars out there. I need my the team out there. You know, like that's a big deal. The guy that I'm the I'm actually the and I made a joke about it last night, and then I got lit up by by a super fan. Uh, yeah. I'm right. I'm super worried about Evan Gaddis because like really he got I mean he got hit on the head on a backswing from the, in, during the Rays series, and like a couple yeah. days, a couple days later they're like ah he might have a concussion, and then. You know, a week goes by, and then they transfer him to the DL, like to the ten day. Uh, he's on the seven day concussion DL. When when Gaddis or not Gaddis, his doppelganger McCann did that. Like he was out seven games, and then he came back and he was fine. Uh, Gaddis got right. transferred to the ten day DL. Hasn't resumed baseball activities, and it's been a couple weeks now. And like he's not okay. And it's not like Gaddis is the linchpin to the success of the. 2017 Astros. Ah, your your backup catcher is kind of important, whether Max Stassi's hitting home runs or not. Uh, it's still disconcerting, and just for him as a person, not even the baseball team. And the and the fact that but they, uh, the, but some people react differently to head injuries, and it takes longer. And he may just not heal as fast, or there could be some ver- 
vertigo or something. Maybe he got that weird ear thing that Colby got. Mm-hmm. Or he's, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> um, or he's just, he's getting, it's time for his break. He got a concussion. They're like, yeah, man, take another week off. Well, it's, we're, it, we're good. It, it's part that, of my conspiracy. Everybody gets a, everybody gets a vacation. I thought about that, and then I thought, like, in the same way... Everybody that, has. I mean, has everybody not got one at some point? Well, yeah, but I, I think the ideal thing for the Astros is not for Keichel and McCullers to go on the DL at the same time, in the same way that, like... Oh, McC- no, 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 no. McCann... No, I, I don't think they, they didn't plan it like that. If they're there, it's, ah, we'll chill out for a few days. Like, pop down to the islands secretly, you know, <laughs> regenerate. You're go, good. Go Tony Romo on it. I, I just it just feels weird with McCann going on the like McCann and uh, like the catching core for the Astros right now is Max Stassi and Juan Centeno, like that's not yeah not not uh, ideal for playoff baseball team no not how you drew it up and again it's the middle of August with a twelve game lead but still I just I'm worried about well, yeah but I mean if we I'm worried we're about gonna get here unscathed I mean then obviously anybody thinks that. So I'm just hoping it all comes back. Yeah, you're, I, I didn't even think about Gaddis, but I, I mean, we can survive without him as long as McCann comes back fine. What, tell me, what, what are you? Because I'm fine with McCann and one of the young, one of the young, one of the kids. Yeah. Because Centennial. I'd rather have Gaddis. Even, even I'd rather have Gaddis just randomly in there. It's like, okay, well, at least we know that he can pop off every once in a while and come through. You know? Yeah. Yeah, he's not gonna and catch a-, a game. He's not going to walk. He's not going to draw a whole lot, a whole lot of walks. But he's he's going to have some power, and he's going to hit for. He's going to hit two fifty. He's going to give you a one for four. Right, yeah, he's not a liability. He's not. He's a guy that he's that can potentially hurt anybody at any time. He's just you know I'd like having guys like that. But I mean, Sintonos hit, and so has uh, Stasi comes up, hits a home run today. It's like uh, okay. I mean, I'm happy. So we're proven wrong. Yeah, no, everybody's I'm happy. good. I'm happy for Max Stassi because I remember he like he was sort of the catcher of the future, and then like some Rangers pitcher, I think it was Tanner Shepard, like hit him in the jaw, and that yeah. that was it. And then I think the next like that off season, the Astros went out and got Gaddis, and Stassi was like enjoy. They were like enjoy Fresno for the next few years, and and that was that. Well, yeah, that's baseball, man. You know what's you know what uh, this is just a completely different talk topic but i was thinking about it that that grinky start worried me about the for the playoffs a little bit about how number ones straight shut us down you know not that I that's was... not not that it's unlike i mean not that that doesn't happen anyway and they do that, that to everybody but i was like ooh, this could be you know chris sale or uh, <laughs> any i mean anybody just like, oh, this sucks. We're only with two nothing, and it's just, oh, it's right there. This is not ideal. I've got a, I've got a post planned, and I, I haven't done any research for it. And maybe it'll happen tonight, but probably not. Um, but at some point in the uh-huh. near future, like, how do the Astros face, or how do the Astros fare against the opposing team's top pitcher, or maybe their top two? And and just because, like, I mean, yeah, the the. Anecdotal evidence is like they don't really do well against the team. They do really well against fours and fives, um, and they can tag some threes every now and then. But I mean, like, like you know, they. But the statistically, the league doesn't. I mean, that it's just that's why they're number ones. Yeah, no, and, and you're not going to touch up these guys. You know, you're not going to be. That's the thing. So, but but like obviously, Kluber it dominates us. Uh, Actually, we've we've hit Kluber before, haven't we? I think we've hit Kluber, like Carrasco, like not. I know he. I mean, I know they beat us this year, but 
trying to think who else. I don't even know who the Cleveland's number two is. That's how sad I am. I think it's Carrasco, Carlos Carrasco. I think it uh, might be. But did our is from what I can remember did all right. But like Luis Severino from the Yankees tagged him. Sonny Gray tagged him. You know, Yankees and, don't. Just don't scare me. The Yankees are like the least scariest team. All right, so rank. I think we've done this on on a fairly recent episode. Whatever, just keep doing it. We can do it every episode. I don't care. Rank the AL opponents one to three that you are most worried about. Uh, you go okay. It it have to be Boston. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Based on how we matched up and played and with our bullpen, I'd put Cleveland, too. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who's in the wild card spot right now? I think it's the Yankees. Okay, so I'm not... So they'd be the... Well, there'd be a play-in game. We wouldn't have to worry about one of the teams. So, yeah, I'd rank the Yankees last of being in the actual division round of the playoffs. All right, let me let me let me look it up and give you the actual. And then I guess who playoff picture? Hang on. Uh, well, yeah, but I I, I I think that's about right. All right, because no, I'm with you. Like one to three, I'd say Boston one, just because of Sale. Like if cause... yeah, well Sale, and then you got I know he's not traditionally great, but David Price is not a bitch. He dominates us too. Yeah, and his uh, he's one of those dudes that could go. Go either way. So right now, Boston. Okay. Well, yeah, I know, I know. But uh, traditionally, he shut us down a little bit. Yeah, Boston, Cleveland, Houston are your right. division leaders. The Yankees uh, have wild card one, which means they would host a, the wild card game against. Well, they can get beat at home. I can tell you that. 2015. Right. I'm Colby Rasmus. <laughs> Here's the crazy thing. Uh, for the second wild card spot, you have a. A tie, a three-way tie between the Twins, Royals, and Angels. Right. Yeah. Baltimore is a game and a half out. Angels. Seattle's. Uh, I still see. Yeah, the Yankees are that third team. So the Yankees are the. Or as a yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving any of those teams any uh, anything. Maybe the Royals can do some mad witch magic and sneak in. But I mean, we I own the Twins. I don't want to face. They can the eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> they come get eight, another 18 spot put on them. That's right. So it's it's essentially no. The Yankees would host the Twins, the Royals, or the Angels as of right now. Yeah, Yankees win that game. The Yankees probably win that game at home. But, and then even so, the, and you using you're using your uh, essentially your your ace to win that game. So they're coming in with their number two guy to a series. So they'd be the weakest division opponent too. So that'd be nice to get home field. Exactly, because the Astros. And, and, and then if if they win that, whoever wins the playoff, the play in game, like we're probably going to face the number two. Uh, Against Keuchel, which is that's just a chance to take him, take him out. I don't know. Yeah. So, but, but the Yankees don't—they just don't. I know they can beat us. I know they—they've got some players, but they're just—they don't scare me at all. Especially pitching wise. Yeah, and that's what that, I mean. It's—I don't know what they've so. got guys with some stuff that can win games and pitch, you know, give you innings and pitch well. But they don't have like, Chris Sale. Chris Sale scares the shit out of me. Yeah, and you're Kluber scares at, me. You're just like, okay, we're gonna have to deal with some bullshit today. Here we go. Let's hope we win this. Uh, they don't have anybody that scares me like that. You're looking at Sale or Kluber in a in an ALCS. You're looking at Sale or Kluber twice, maybe three times. 
twice. Do, do you think everybody? I mean, I know they respect him. Do you think people are scared of Dallas Keuchel? I think. When, I mean, you can't argue with the numbers and what he does. Like, but do you, but do you, do you think it's all like, like we were talking about earlier? Their eyes are wide. Like, well, I know I can hit this guy. I just got to figure it out. Or do you think they're like, fuck, Keuchel's on the hill? I think at this point, you know, I he's think one eight. You know, the sub two ERA loses two games a year. It's like okay, well, he's obviously dominant and good. A Cy Young winner. So you think, can't not respect them. No, I, I, you're right. I think I think 2015 Keuchel guys were swinging for the fences, thinking like I should be able to tag this dude up. But after 2015, and even I think people, I think smart people realize Keuchel was not right for all or most of 2016. And now maybe after seeing, yeah, no, after watching him for the beginning of this year, seeing that no pitches were above the waist ever on any hitter. <laughs> That it's obviously last year he was leaving pitches up. He, he was hurt. It was it's it was a, he's a different guy. So I think and, by and you saw even coming out of the the uh, off the DL he was a little off, kind of getting his stuff back, and he was leaving pitches up, and that's when he got touched up a little bit. Yeah, so I, I think now guys are like, "Call oh, shit, it's Dallas Keuchel." And but so it's like a Greg the Greg Medics thing where it's like, okay, we just we know he didn't throw hard and it's crazy, but he can put the ball pretty much wherever he wants and doesn't leave anything up in the zone that gets touched up. So you have to, you know, you're going to get contact, but you're not going to get good contact. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly I don't know. what it is. I just, I just, he doesn't strike the fear. Like he, as a fan for me, I respect the hell of him. I think he's great, but it's like, I'm not, it's not like, Oh hell yeah. We've got Randy Johnson going game one. Yeah, no. And I don't know why. I don't know why I don't, this isn't a slight on him at all either. I just don't know why I don't. It's maybe it's cause he just doesn't throw hard. Uh, maybe that's, that's probably that stupid velocity fetish. No, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, I think that I I, uh, I think that okay. So this is a psychological thing, but I think that we look at 2015 like it was a magical year, and everything broke right. Even just to get into the playoffs, like Chris Carter popped off for no good goddamn reason at the end of September. No, no, that's something he does not do. And and Chris Carter is responsible for getting the Astros into the playoffs in 2000. 100%, 100%. And people need to remember that when they down on his name. Yeah, and so, he you know. Be, he should be an Astros folk hero, even though we can make fun of him a little bit. But no, he's a folk hero for getting us on that playoff run. Absolutely. So He went He went crazy. What, he hit 10 home runs in like a... Four games. I don't know, it was nuts. It was like Seattle. Like He single-handedly destroyed Seattle. You know, in the what last series of the season of 2015. So, I think there's so much magic attached to the 2015 season that we don't realize that that was Keuchel's coming out party, and he pitched so much in 2015 that it affected his 2016. But by now, it's been so far removed yeah. from the magic that we don't realize that hey, all right, I'm not going to say he's Greg Maddox, but he deserves more respect than he gets. Keuchel, not Chris Carter. Well, yeah, I mean, his playoff start at Yankee Stadium was a gem. It was great. It was an absolute gem. I smoked a pack of cigarettes. And that's, like, and that's what and you want minutes. from him. And he's been dominant this year where you, I was just like, okay, Keuchel's a lead. I mean, that's why I don't know why I've pulled back on this. Maybe just because he got touched up and it's like, oh, he's human. And I, I don't know. I don't I, – I can look within myself and realize that it's not rational, that I know he's an elite pitcher, but I don't know why I question it. I, it's very, It's very strange. Well, I mean, he had he had what 
10 starts, 9 starts at the beginning of the season where he looked like 2015 yeah. Keichel. There's just been more starts. He was 9-1, 1.73 ERA, maybe even lower. I mean, it was something just ridiculous. He didn't do any. I mean, he wasn't, nobody even put bats on the ball. He was just killing everybody. Yeah. So I think there's been more, I, because baseball and Twitter ruins everything, I think there's been more not great starts over the last season and a half than there have been really good starts. And so it's just a question of, like, we've we've talked ourselves into the which Keichel do we get. So where do you think 2016 Keichel, even though it was clearly an injury and it was something that, we, that just bleeds into our psyche because that's what it was, we remember that, so we're like, ooh... Yeah, I mean, I had a post. I remember bad Keichel. I had a post ready to go. Even though on, we knew we can rationalize and say he was hurt. No, exactly. I had a post ready to go on like was was is Dallas Keuchel was his 2016 the worst follow up to a Cy Young season in baseball history, and then it came out that he was hurt, and so I sort of shelved it. But but it's I, the, yeah, well, there's it's sure. more it's recency bias is what it is. Yeah, no, it is. What have you done for me lately? And, and but also, you and we both at the beginning of this season, we both had Dallas Keuchel as our number one of our number one. Bits. What's what's he going to do? Is he going to bounce back? Who are we getting? Is he an elite pitcher? I mean, we you know, and he he shut us up really quick. Mm-hmm. As did the whole team. Yeah, but so, after the injury, you know, he could be could be be tweaked, and it was a thing that came back. A little one of those standard Houston nagging injuries that is seemingly not that big of a deal, but somehow comes back four times and then ends up ending the season. <laughs> it's the Louis that's, Tom Wainwright. That's a Houston. That's such a Houston thing. It's like, Oh yeah, he just, yeah, it's a contusion. And then, Oh, nope, never mind. His, he's artery. He's bleeding out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Valbuena tweaked like, his quad. It's, like, it's like, what? Valbuena tweaked his quad. It was just a now bruise. It's like, no, no, that's the, the artery's actually open. He is dying. It's like, oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> So Does it makes sense. Let me ask you Rest about. In peace. Let me ask you about Keuchel's quote uh, after his start on Sunday. He threw six. I, l- I loved what he said. I was like, oh, I like. I forgot that I hated when you talked about this, but you did the same thing. He called everybody out. He did. He threw. And just to recap, he threw six and two thirds, six hits, one earned run, seven strikeouts, three walks, sixty of his ninety-seven pitches for strikes. Uh, he spoke into our souls and said, it's amazing how many people start freaking out when you don't have a couple good starts. The world's ending or you're not as good anymore. You're a scrub. Stay mm-hmm. the course and that's good. That's what you've got to do if you want to last in this game. What do you think? I agree. I agree. He's right. And he's calling all, the little, all you little bitches on the internet whining, talking that shit. <laughs> and he's just like, we know, and he's just like, we know we're a good team. He's like, I'm, good. I'm fine. I'm going to be bad a couple times. It's, it's all good. Like, it just calm down. Very cool how he said it. He was just like, nobody's worried. And I just and I just kind of applied that to the whole clubhouse. So, like, he speaks for everybody. It's like, what do you, I mean, what are we talking about here? We're fine. I mean, and, and not to say, and I'm guilty of this because I lit him up pretty good. Uh, oh, for sure. And I feel it too. But it's like, you know, they're, they're, they know that they're good. He's thrown, what, 15, uh, before Sunday, what, 15 innings since the end of May or the beginning of June? Like, that's, it's going to take a little bit of time. To, to yeah, play. and like, and like I said, like he, he was on very strict pitch counts for the first two starts back, and then that third one they wanted to kind of get the pitch count up. They wanted to work on certain pitches, and he that's the one he got killed in. And then he's been fine. He was but this that was his last start was fine. Yeah, and by fine I mean it was really good. Great. Um, how do so, you? Wh- so no, I mean yeah, I just want him to be at his peak level. 
for the playoffs. And I think that's the that's the plan. And while we and, want, and my man Lance as well, I'd like him to uh, it'd be, great. be Lance McCullers. Please come back, Lance. Like and people coming back, very good. Like you were earlier. Um, Tyler Clippard, does that blow up your skirt? Does that ring your bell? Are you excited? It's another. It's another arm. Yeah. It's a. It's doing something. The way I sort of so look- did you read what what what's the what are the what's the uh, the stuff no, I mean it doesn't I mean it doesn't really do anything but he's I mean that's an arm I, I, he's not he doesn't suck no he doesn't I sort of look at Clippard but as, I was going to say what what's the deal with the Verlander stuff well, I want to talk about that in a second go ahead with the Clippard finish the Clippard yeah so my okay. my Clippard thought is like Clippard is basically your stand-in Will Harris uh, until Will Harris comes back and then then you've got Harris Gregerson Clippard. Not in that order, but like you got, you could go Clippers. You've got a, a slew of arms that you can use. You, yeah, you've got four solid one inning arms, which means your starting pitcher only needs to go five. And which and, is what we pretty much do. So yeah, that's exactly. Good. Maybe four and two thirds. You could throw Davinsky in there uh, to walk a few guys. Nah. Oh, um, <laughs> so do the Astros need Justin Verlander? Do you want Justin Verlander? Tell me your thoughts on Justin Verlander. Yes, and and only because it's just a it's a bolstering type move, and even Verlander pitching average, he's capable of coming out and dominating. You know, a, a, a team at any time, and his playoff experienced. That's a veteran. That's just a, that. That's just a move that shows. Hey, we want to. I don't necessarily want to overpay for him, but I don't. I'm not going to mad if they do it. So I'm also not calling for it either. I just I would I, I'm not going to be mad if Verlander's coming here and it's like okay well now I'm going to feel I feel a little bit better. I feel like Verlander is sort of the anti Casimir, where you sort of could look at Casimir's previous seasons and be like this dude is really solid from April to August, but you can't or August first you cannot count on him the last six weeks of the regular season. Like clearly I feel, you cannot. I feel like Verlander is sort of the opposite where you look at the last six weeks of the season and that's where this dude ramps it up. And so Yeah, and he's like an you know, he's a World Series guy. Like he, he if you don't think he would turn up for a playoff start, you're you're crazy. You're wrong, yeah. Yeah. No, is So that, yeah, I, I think that bolsters the the rotation and I I I don't think they, they have to do that. I think they're covered. And if they get the production like they've got from the guys all year long, they're going to be okay with the way the playoffs sets up. You don't have to go too deep in the rotation at all. So I, I don't know if it's necessary. Madison Verlander just put the Houston Astros on a playoff stretch. Yeah, it'd be nice. Are you willing to do that for an addition of? Because there's been, like, he has, he's owed $28 million over 2018 and 19 and has an option for 2020 for, like, $22 million. Are you okay Okay. adding, essentially, $80 million in payroll through 2020? Um, If if Verlander can, well, it's not my, number one, it's not my money. Exactly. Okay, good. If if, if Mr. Crane, if Mr. Crane wants to write the check, like, we could all, we should all just shut that the fuck up. There's no cap. (laughs) I mean, if. Like if they want, if he wants to pay him, and then you have Justin Verlander in this rotation for two, two maybe three years, and that just 
yeah, that would be nice. I think that that would make that's a step in the right direction. I also think of the and, yeah, it's it's a steep it's a steep price tag, and uh, uh, he may probably be a trade piece if he, you know. I don't know if you can even trade that if you take on that money. He might be stuck here. No, but it's not it's not the worst thing. It's not the worst thing in the world if if Crane wants to pay it and really wants to go for this World Series. And, and I keep going back to the if all right, people want to win five World Series, you got to win the first one. And yes, and so you know, as as far as Verlander goes, if it means because twenty twenty at that point, yeah, that's a decent chunk of change, but. Who are you paying at that point? Like you have to make a decision on Keuchel. Think of the domino effect of adding Verlander. Let's let's start let's start short term. If you add Verlander, who does that push out of the rotation? Currently, Fires. Fires, maybe Peacock. Actually, I don't know. Well, that has been so good. It's kind of hard to. It's it's either Peacock or Fires. It's probably Peacock, even though he's been the best. Just and, because of I, I don't know. I think I, I agree with you. I think it's Peacock, but because he's had some success and he's a little bit more used to coming in out of the bullpen, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, but I mean, he already had demoted Fires, so it's not like he's above doing that again. So it's yeah, not out of the realm of possibility. Fires never actually appeared out of the bullpen. Like every right, but he was out. there. He yeah. just he the circumstances got him back in the rotation and then became a hero. He, he said, "Like I'm not, I'm never losing this job again." <laughs> but he's trying. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that it could, it could backfire um, if, if some, if it does trickle down and affect stuff in the future. But if we win one World Series, even two, and there are multiple World Series, and I don't really give a shit. Mm-hmm. I know that's terrible, but what I mean, what may be, what will be, will be. Like if we have rings, like what are we talking about? Yeah, we'll send somebody on their way, and they'll be a hero forever. We'll wear the, their jersey for the rest of our lives, but uh, it is what it is. I also think that in let's say it's 20, it's twenty nineteen, and you've got you know you've got to pay Justin Verlander twenty eight million dollars. Even if the Astros don't win the World Series this year, I th- I think that even even acquiring him shuts a lot of people up. And we spent a long time talking about how the Astros don't care what fans think uh, at all. But but I I still but think that, that but then that sets us up to like going into next year. You got Verlander's in the rotation, and we're, this whole team's just one year better and older. Like that's scary as hell to the, the league. Yeah, Altuve's twenty eight or twenty nine. Like Springer's twenty eight, Correa's twenty three, Bregman's twenty three. Like that's yeah. Come one full year in the league, and then you got Gurriel's. I mean, everybody just it's I, that'd be pretty scary. So you'd be setting yourself up for to be a a uh, another league front runner going into next season no matter what happens but but i so, still i still think that that standpoint acquiring verlander in the short term like at least nobody can say like you didn't straight up go for it. you added 80 million dollars in payroll on a waiver trade in august trying to on a waiver trade right with a with a you know a multiple digit a double digit lead in the division and pretty much a playoff spot cinched possible home route and you still went and did that that yeah nobody could say a damn thing yeah and if anybody yeah but yeah they don't they don't care but they're gonna explore the options they're gonna see you gotta look into it for sure absolutely and i i I resent john hyman today if that's how you say his name i don't even know um 
But it, if if you like, Heyman today was like, yeah, they they have been talking to Verlander, and then like an hour oh, later, it's like, oh, but it was like a week ago, and they haven't talked since. Like, there's just there's so much bullcrap out there as far as because with both of those tweets that that he sent out. They're the opposite message. It's the opposite message, but it makes everybody happy. Like, if you want Justin Verlander, you're encouraged. If you don't want Justin Verlander, you're encouraged. Like, it's... And, the, and, and he has no... There's no culpability on his part because he said both things. It's like, fuck off, man. Yeah. Like, a, report what you know, but don't... Like, that's... Get the hell out of here. Yeah. I've reported... Yeah, I don't like that. I have have broken, like, maybe one or two... Like, there were some dudes that got suspended, I don't know, five or six years ago that I that I had some weird inside knowledge about and tweeted about it. But like the biggest thing was like the Brad Osmus interviewed for, I don't even, I don't even know if it was Hinch. It might've been Bo Porter, but when like whatever Osmus interviewed for the giant, like I had some pretty solid, a uh, pretty solid tip that Osmus had at least talked to the Astros and I got lit up and I was like, and cause like McTaggart came out the next day and I was like, the Astros have not formally interviewed Brian, uh, Brad Osmus for the managerial position. And I'm like, that may be the case, but I think they've talked to him. And then, sure enough, like a month later, they're like, yeah, we, we talked to him about it. It wasn't a formal interview. And like, they basically said, yeah. So everybody was right, and you were right, too. But it's like, oh, but it wasn't a formal interview. It's like, well, fuck off. Talking to him is the same fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it, it just, it's it's just, and, and maybe this is the one time that the Astros actually talked to John Hyman. And we were like, all right, here's here's what's actually going on. Because I don't think I don't think the Astros are huge fans of him, and I don't have any reason to know that other than like Hyman's columns, his like inside baseball where he like breaks down all fifteen American League teams like it, like it's a lot of baseball. yeah he's not somebody that that I that I would anticipate breaking uh, Astros news no and that's a just, really- he's just not that he's just not that guy it's, it's or men are just it's always it's. McTaggart. It's going to be somebody that's that that they trust. That's that has people within the organization that is around all the time. It's just he's not the way. He's not that guy. No, I don't think they like him because all all of his stuff is like Jose, no. Al, Jose Altuve is playing really well. Like well, I don't like him, so why would they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like of course Altuve is playing. He's a perennial batting title contender, and it's just real vague. And it's like Alex <laughs> Bregman stolen twenty four bases in a row. Like oh, I could have told you that. So. There's I just hate tweet. I hate. I know they're just good. It's content. I hate that. Which is like, oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, you no. can read the internet too, or yeah, you read the box score. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that as well. Like, thank you. you I just. I don't have him. Whatever. You spent. You spent four minutes on Baseball Reference to come up with just something. Like, and it wasn't about Doug Fister. Like, Doug Fister was <laughs> a part of the Astros notes for like three months, and you're like, what? they released that dude like eight months ago. What are you? Why are you still talking about Doug Fister? Whatever. So it, there's there's a there's a media element and everyone and not everyone but like when uh, what's the dude from MLB John Paul Morosi like that dude I swear he has that that old English D from the Detroit Tigers logo like tattooed on the small of his back like that dude is Michigan through and through when he talks about the Tigers I'm gonna listen to him when. Buster only right. talks about only talks about the when he talks Giants. About, we the Red Sox or the Giants all listen when anybody actually anybody. Yeah, I trust Buster only. Um, even though he crapped on the Astros yeah. before it was cool to rebuild. Um, 
when Hyman talks about the Astros, I don't give it a second thought. Like there's there you, there are me, there are tells in the media yeah. that if you're paying attention, you know like what's serious. And Morosi, if Morosi says the Astros talked to to the Tigers on Verlander, I believe him one hundred percent. I'm with you on this. So yeah, you can just tell you know you know there's certain beat writers and certain writers where you just know that they don't have the juice. They're gonna talk. They're they're gonna act like they do. They're gonna talk their trash. You're like nobody likes this guy or nobody his his columns are crazy and you just you just know there's certain guys where you're just like okay this guy doesn't he didn't break the story yeah this isn't this isn't accurate when evan grant whom i used to absolutely detest the uh dallas morning news guy yeah. for the rangers i i, I love it i like evan grant i used to hate him and now i now i've i've totally changed my tune i love that guy but he respect he yeah he, he he doesn't he talks shit to his own fans. He's just a guy that's like the truth. He's like, what do you? He'll just say like, yeah, we're bad. Or I just saw him lighten up Rangers fans one time. He's just like, what do you want me? I mean, what do you want me to lie to you? <laughs> like, did you not watch the game? You and I both know. Like, they were two hit and scored no runs. Nobody crossed second base. Like, what do you want? Like, that's the truth. It's true. And I just that's when I liked him. He was lighting up his own people. He's just like, y'all are idiots. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I like this guy. I ride with this guy. I used to hate him. Absolutely hate him. No, he's not as opinion. He's he's less opinionated. Like he's not. He kind of was doing a Skip Bayless kind of thing for a while, and he's he's dialed it back, in my opinion. Yeah. No. He went. He went. He, had, he would take some wild claims every one, once in a while. And you're like, okay, buddy. Like you don't have to come in like that. No. Exactly. He hated Jeff Luno. Like when Luno was first the GM of the Astros, and he appeared at like the Sloan Sports Analytic Conference in Boston. Like he was like, well, I'm. Maybe you should do something as a GM before you have some sort of fantastic take or whatever. And like it was, just, it was, it seemed petty. Well, that's, at the time. Yeah, that's that's hate. That's a petty hater comment. Yeah, and and my opinions evolved. So whatever. I like Evan Grant. When he talks about the Rangers, I'm gonna listen. When right. It, when Morosi talked about the Tigers, I'll listen. When McTaggart talks about you know when he says something like, "Hey, this is what I or Jake Kaplan." I mean, Zachary Levine. Or and then for us, like David Justice. You know, if he still kind of messes with the city a little bit, you know, if he's David Justice says something, or Richard I, I'm going to trust that. David Justice or Richard Justice, because those are two very different scenarios. Or Richard Justice, Richard Justice, David Justice. <laughs> yeah, him too. He's a, he knows he has all his knowledge. David ba- Justice as well. A badass '95 Braves team. He was so good. Yeah, no, not absolutely not David Justice, Richard <laughs> Justice, Jesus Christ. It's been a long day. I can't think. I don't know anybody's names. No, it sucks. John it Justice, his brother Brett Justice, <laughs> Douglas Justice, all the justices. If they say anything about Judge Justice, <laughs> my favorite justice, if they say anything about the Astro, any justice <laughs> guy, it's going to be good. John Justice, Jinglehammer Smith. Col- Colby Justice, the country, the, the country. Then you got Adolf Justice, the one Nazi that they that they've disowned. It's like ah, oh, of course we have a Nazi in our family. <laughs> it's from, so it's from Alabama, deep enough in Alabama. Uh, we have Colby Rasmus on the line. We named him Adolf. What? Why did we do that? We we have what? we have Colby Rasmus on the line to talk about Nazis. So so maybe Colby would like to spend a few seconds. Colby, how how do you feel about the recent rise in Nazism in the United States? First off, I hate them. I, I I'm Colby Rasmus, and I hate Nazis. You, being a guy that's obviously in a militia, a woods guy, a guy that's in the woods a lot, and in a militia, you one might peg me as a guy that might lean towards Nazism. 
that being said, I think those Nazis give us good people that are in militias in the woods eating things. They give us a bad name. You know who also gives us a bad name? The goddamn moon. (laughs) (laughs) You know why? Because I'm trying to sneak around at night, and it's still in the sun's light, and it's just making it a little bit brighter, and I can't blend in with foliage. So it's like, fuck that thing. It's like if it was just completely dark, I could sneak around better. And then I could shoot Nazis in my, with my militia. But we're like a good militia. We're not like one of those weird like border patrolling militias that kind of do their own. We're like a good one. We don't have a skull for a logo. We kind of just – we're just good, good guys. But, yeah, I don't, I don't like Nazis. So, so Colby, uh, could you tell me about your recent investment in Snake City? Yeah, I lost a, a whole lot of money on that one, obviously, <laughs> I was like, hell, you got a city of snakes? Well, hell yes, I'm obviously going to give you a lot of money. Like, I, I'll donate to two different things. That's cities of snakes and, and you know, my church and my tithe. I'm very serious about my tithe. But, yeah, I, I lost uh, $2.7 million, and I lost one nephew who got eaten by a cobra. It's like, shit. And I realized my voice is changing because... I don't do very good impressions, so I'm just winging this, but that's how I talk, so is what it is. I hate Nazis, definitely don't like losing money to a city of snakes, and also, obviously, the moon. Clearly, I'm Patrick McClellan, but that's not, that's neither here nor there. Don't like eels or crows. I'm Colby Rasmus. I just don't like the same things he hates. He just doesn't, never mind that. I'm definitely not him. I'm, now I'm George W. Bush all of a sudden, because I can't do accents. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yes, it's me. It's, it's W. I can, I can do that one better than Colby. I'm just going to yeah. let you go. Yes. I'd like to always talk about. All right, no, I'm not doing it. I can't do voices, so. No, the, <laughs> that southern accent changed like 17 different times. <laughs> Thank you, Colby. Yeah, I didn't. Rep- I, yeah, you're, you're goddamn welcome. And I'm sorry I said goddamn. I apologize to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for saying goddamn. I should never say that. I'm sorry. Fuck the moon. Bye. But it's one thing I love more than getting my bitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. Ole! It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Ole! Casa Ole. Fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, Ole!